0: New on CuriosityStream.
1: From time to time, we have collisions between asteroids and the Earth. We
0: track them. We study them. We hope the big one never comes. Don't look up. It's asteroid rush. And alligators. They rarely get sick. They even outlasted the dinosaurs. Could they hold the secret to human longevity? Their blood could have antibacterial applications. Wade into the investigation on immortal alligators. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.
2: Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information.
0: Initialize sequence. Now. The Bradfow Show. Bradfo Show, the place where WEEI.com's Rob Bradford talks all things that interest him. Some of which you might just want to listen to. So sit back and soak in another episode of the soon-to-be award-winning show A
1: Whole Bunch of People Are Talking About. The show, Here's Rob Bradford. Welcome to another edition of the Brad Foe Show, sponsored, as always, by Ghoul's Distinctive Clothing, the people who make me look so darn good, and Hub New England Insurance, the best, uh, the absolute best. Speaking of the best, we have one of the best here, Jake Peavy, and uh, we're going to go through some things, some some things that I think are pretty interesting. And the first thing we're going to talk about is something that came up in your last start, and it was the eyesight issue. And I know that we've talked a lot about the eyesight. I remember the first press conference you had here; it, this was one of the things that you had to address. I've talked to your dad about it, and he told me a great story about when you they first found out that you were legally blind, which was going you didn't had never seen the McDonald's arch or something like that Right yeah I uh,
3: you know it was a, a life-changing event. I was in the second grade in my uh, the first time that I was ever confronted about my eyes sitting in the back of the class and would make excuses for myself, which is so uh, crazy to me as a child that you knew you couldn't do stuff that other people could do yet, say something about it was not an option, uh, you know, I, I was trying to say I couldn't see around the the, the guy and, and go to the front of the class for the chalkboard. So the day I went and got my glasses um, for the first time, you know, the, the, the biggest thing that they can put on the screen is the E. I mean, it's a big block, it takes up the whole screen. And um, for some reason, I thought that um, it it was a full-on rectangle with some lines in it, and I told the doctor as a second grader I'd never seen that before. My mother starts crying at this point in time, um, and then so I get these glasses. It was a life-changing day, and um, I get in the car with my mother, and I obviously could see things I'd never seen before. Uh, once again, it made her terribly sad. She felt like the worst parent um, alive. but. Um, it's, it's a crazy thing, it's an unfortunate thing um, that, that you know, I have such stigmatisms and uh, thin retinas in my eyes, uh, the shape of them. I'm not a candidate for laser uh, surgery, so I haven't had that able to be done. And the best they can really get my eyes is about 2040. Um, so when I have a bad night with them, like I did in my last start, yeah, it makes it uh, makes it tough.
1: Well, the amazing thing is that we really don't talk about it that much, and it came up as you said in the last start. So, take us through wh- where it went awry, and have you had other incidents like that? Yeah, you know, it, I knew it was going to be tough because you start in the game
3: at at seven ten, which is still some good light out at seven ten, um, but you realize starting the game at seven ten, it's only going to get worse and darker in between David's legs where he's giving the signs. So. I knew there was going to be a problem about the third or fourth inning, where it truly got dark. Uh, We're throwing the ball and making it do at the last second, uh, the little slightest of movements, and all that matters. If the catcher doesn't know that, it's going to happen. He obviously can't frame the pitch and and catch the pitch right, so uh, called strikes are hard to get. Um, And you, you, if you get runners on base, uh, you you can't uh, miss the sign because the ball is going to go to the backstop. Um, so me and David had to improvise. We were, I, if I could tell you guys, let you guys in to our signals and what we were doing. Um, me and David were pretty locked into each other on our body movements, winks, uh, touches. We were doing it all. Uh, but uh, I think it's a testament to David for staying with me and, and, and really... I'm um, getting over frustration and helping me out.
1: What was the – I don't know if that was the preeminent time where you said this is not going going to go well, we're going to have to improvise. Was there another time in your career where it just was – had reached a point where this is a really bad, bad situation?
3: Yeah, you, you know, it's uh, – really it's the only thing I struggle with. I see the ball well enough off the bat and, and, and everything else. Um, It's just those fingers are so small. It's so dark, and we're trying to hide them from the other team. Everybody from third and first base coaches are trying to look at those signs. Um, So you're you're obviously very uh, you know secretive about giving them. And and and, you know what people don't realize is a one finger point. You know your your index finger pointing down and and into your left leg is a fastball. Well, a cutter to the other side of the plate is just. That same thing with your pinky down, running down the, your right leg, if you can't see very well, you can easily just see one of those fingers and it's a completely different pitch going a completely different way, so uh, which we've covered is, is big. So it's, it's challenging that nonetheless, we get through it and, um, and came up with a big win.
1: You know, uh, off off the uh, eyesight topic, we were talking. I saw you leaving the game the other day in uh, Atlanta, and you had your two boys with you. Two boys, two boys, right? No. Uh, yeah, I had I had my uh, two boys with me, and I have a third, uh, a, a younger one. Yeah, but I had my
3: older two with me there in the clubhouse in Atlanta.
1: Okay, so in, it was great. It, I always is a soft spot. It a. I think it's such such a cool thing that that kids get to hang with their parents who are major league players, and, you know, we've done stories on it before. But the part of it that isn't so cool is when you actually have to leave them. And and talk a little bit about how that dynamic is and also how difficult it is, especially when you're trying to decide the future, uh, what your future is in baseball. Right.
3: Yeah, you know, I I think it's something that a lot of people, a lot of parents that that watch us do what we do, um, really, I mean, we – are thought of in the highest uh, uh, regard as you could ever be thought of, and, and we should be. We're so blessed to, to do what we do for a living, uh, but people don't understand some of the sacrifices that we do make, and being away from our children and uh, families um, for extended period of time is something that we all deal with. When your kids get as old as my boys are, my oldest is now 12, and, and my middle boy Wyatt just turned 10. They have all their Different summer activities, and they're they're playing ball. They're on different teams and traveling here and there. And um, the, you know their mother is with them and takes them. You know, and, and my parents help out. But it doesn't leave a whole lot of time to come see Daddy, and um, who's in Boston, Massachusetts, by the way. That's his home, and then obviously traveling all over as well. So um, finding time to, to spend with them is precious for me. And that's um, that's what's so cool about the Red Sox family that they don't mind. On the road, you know, we we got a big work day. I brought my boys in and didn't really do a whole lot, but other than spend time with my boys in a big league clubhouse and on the field, got my work done a lot during the game and and, um, stayed some extra hours to to get our work in. So, um, really cool day. And and like you said, it it, um, certainly uh, weighs on the mind when you think about your future and and walking away from the game would never be easy. But at the end of the day, um, you know, spending time with your boys and not missing – Uh, any more Little League games, any more graduations, any more uh, birthdays, uh, first home runs, uh, you know, uh, A-B honor roll, getting to walk across the stage. You you don't get to see any of that. Um, And and those days are coming for me. And uh, at the end of the day, you just want to be a good parent and make them happy.
1: Well, you know, we talked, I think, in spring training about how you're approaching this year, that you, just like you've approached previous years, which this could be your last year and you're going to take it game by game by game. How difficult is it when you're going through a course of a year and you're trying to look ahead even slightly and not be reactionary and say, you know, I can't do this anymore or and then get to the next month and say, hey, maybe I can not do this some more. Or is it just like you have to tell yourself, let's get to the end of the year and let's figure it out from there.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, there's not any part of me that doubts um, if I can do this anymore. I know I have plenty of talent, plenty of ability to keep playing at this level and and, and, and being a, a contributing factor to a to a, a championship ball club. Um, I wouldn't be playing if I didn't 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 feel that way. Um, but like you said, so, sometimes um, you know it it, it it maybe isn't worth it anymore. To, you know, to balance you know what's more important do you want to get to experience some of these things with your children while they're children or do you want to you know uh, play the life and we get to experience things because of baseball with our children that many others don't ever get to do so there's obviously some give and take with, with, with all we do um, you know that's really the only thing that, that gets me going start to start is something that just is it's just good for my mindset you know I, I think people can look at their starts and see what teams they are facing in that next month and uh, you know you get Worried about stretches of the schedule or this and that this is gonna be a tough start, you know I'm facing the Cleveland Indians here in a few days um, I am absolutely all-in and I'm trying to find a way for Jake Peavy and eight other guys uh, To go out and win that that baseball game. It, it's just a, a really simplistic outlook on it but at the end of the day it, it makes my day-to-day so much better and um, Takes some of the worry out of it. I, I don't worry. I, I'm in a good spot in life to where um, I, I've been blessed and just uh taking it day by day as cliche as that may be
1: no it's not a cliche i, I try to take it day to day but unfortunately when i get up in the morning it's i don't want to take that day oftentimes but the another thing that we talk about the eyesight and we talk about your status in baseball and your future in baseball another thing you're obviously known for is uh your intensity on the mound, and. Um, and that comes with the intensity, which is, you know, colorful language. I guess. I guess, here's 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 a very challenging question for you. Do you remember the first time you ever swore on a baseball field? Um,
3: you, you know, I don't, uh, and I know that sounds crazy, but I, you know, I, I I try. We just talked about you know having our children and, and being a, and being a parent. You know, at the end of the day, I have three little boys that, that I know are watching my my mother for crying out loud, who's is. Um, Deep Alabama, Southern Sweetie, Baptist, uh, uh, you know, Bible thumpers there could be, so to speak. And that's not a a, a knock at all. It's um, talking about the best woman in the world. She's watching those games. So I understand my mouth is on TV, and it's not hard to read some of the four-letter words that that we call cuss words in today's society. So I I try to keep it as PG-13 as I can. I really, I, I say gosh dang it, and gosh almighty. And I I actually get made fun of sometimes, as does Steven Drew, because we try, and Stephen Drew's another father to young kids, we try not to use that language that some people use, but their mouths just aren't all the time on the television as the starting pictures is. So, um, you know, I'm far from an angel. I think we all know that, and and I'm not claiming to be by any any means. I want to be the best role model I can be. At the same time, people don't understand the place that we go to play this game. When you have 40,000 people in a stadium and you have to remember a scouting report and you have to um, remember all these signs and you're thinking about pitch location and what the scouting report says and what the score of the game and the, where the base runners are, there's a lot of stuff going on. You have to be in a special place that's kind of uh, you know, disconnected from what's going on around you with 50 other 1,000 people at times. So sometimes you can act like you're out there by yourself and like uh, when bob davidson calls box you know you may lose your christianity for a little bit i
1: like that i like that lose your christianity
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know but i I, it's i know we laugh about it but um just you know for the for the people listening and for everybody else you know i I do i want to be the best role model and best parent um, that i can be for Our, you know, upcoming generations and people I know watch closely, like I did growing up. So, we try to keep it PG-13. But at the end of the day, uh, people who do get mad at us just try to understand a little bit about where we are. I mean, there's your manhood and and your hormones. Testosterone is raging through the roof when you're trying to 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 play a, a. physical as a sport as this is uh, and try
1: to win it to highest level so I, I, I admire you for the evolution of your um, your language I guess but when so when you were in Little League and when you were, when you were a young baseball player it's, it's baseball it's, you're still intense and it doesn't matter the level did was that what was that a part of the process
3: yeah yeah I've always yelled but I certainly not growing up in where I grew up I would never ever slip and say one of those dirty words that, that I occasionally heard my father and you know and, and, and men that I was around say I, I knew better than to say that uh, growing up and then in high school I went to an Episcopalian school that um, that in baseball practice or you know the games it wasn't Still, wasn't gonna be any of that talk, or there was gonna be, you know, consequences, you know, at home and at, at school. So, um, it'd probably be in pro ball when I, I guess I came a man and and maybe threw my first uh, first vulgar language out there. And probably was like like being set free. You're like, I just do that.
1: <laughs> The uh, the last question is you, you did a radio appearance um, in spring training and you did the, the, the seemingly impossible which is win over the uh, the crew from the Dennis and Callahan show um, with with uh, mostly with your knowledge of, uh, of Bruce Springsteen so with that in mind and to keep that ball rolling because I know that if by doing this they will actually listen to this and and then they will spread the word but what give me your favorite your favorite Bruce moment and I'm not going to ask how many shows. You've been to because I mean it's after you get to a point where who cares? But uh, what's what's your favorite Bruce moment?
3: Yeah, yeah, you know I mean I think I think we as Bruce uh, fans, I think you get to a point where you uh, where you stop counting and you maybe sit alone sometimes and go, "Am I bonafide crazy? <laughs> Have I lost my mind uh, w- w- with how much I'm enthralled but with this man?" But now Bruce is a, an amazing character. He, he is this man uh, musically and Uh, just uh, on a creative sense this guy's touched by God uh, in my eyes I mean he he is a special human being in what he does and and I've been to many shows I I, I'm a big believer and it's gonna happen here Tom Petty's playing Fenway Park as I know Bruce has I love getting to see special people play special places I, I got to go to Wrigley Field um, and see Bruce on a Saturday night. He played a Friday and Saturday show. We had a day game, so I got to go. It was during the season, and it rained. It uh, When the show started, uh, I mean, shortly after Bruce walked on stage, uh, the, uh, the show started, and it started to pour, downpour. I mean, there's 30, how many ever 1,000 the, the, the stands hold, and then how many ever 1,000 can stand on the field, and Bruce was in center field of Wrigley Field, you know, and. Then, such a special place and you know there's just uh... you know i believe in ghosts and i believe in spirits so i i think that's so cool of the spirits that have been and and hang out there and and you know you feel a part of when you're there and then you have bruce springsteen bringing you know a whole nother element and it just turned it was such a magical night going to see bruce to me we, we we've joked around with the word christianity a little bit it's like a religious experience to me it's uh... You know, it's something bigger than going to see a concert or show. And and I took some people, my brother being one of uh, those guys, John Danks, Chris Sayles, some teammates that didn't know a Bruce Springsteen song, and they left there, and they're about as fanatical as I am now. So it was a special night and probably my, my favorite night. Not a soul moved, and it was raining so hard that we wouldn't have played baseball. I was telling people that. If we were on the field right now, we wouldn't be on the field. We couldn't physically play. Bruce obviously never let up being the boss, and uh, it was an incredible night. Incredible night.
1: So Petty, you're gonna Petty, you gonna be here for Petty. You know, we're not. I'm pretty sure we're on the road. That's my bad for not knowing the schedule. Yeah. But but no,
3: I was I was saying uh, I referenced that because Fenway Park is a special place. When you get special people, Tom Petty to me is one of those special bands acts. It'll be a really really neat experience in this building. With Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers posted up in center
1: field. Yeah, I know it was when my daughter came to see New Kids on the Block. They they had the same emotion. (laughs) But hey, Jake, I I appreciate appreciate you joining us. Thanks again. I enjoyed it, but thank you. New on Curiosity Stream. From time to time, we have collisions between asteroids and the Earth. We
0: track them. We study them. We hope the big one never comes. Don't look up. It's Asteroid Rush and alligators they rarely get sick they even outlasted the dinosaurs could they hold the secret to human longevity their blood could have antibacterial applications wade into the investigation on immortal alligators watch now on curiosity stream annual plans are $20 just $1.67 a month visit curiositystream.com
2: keep your car looking its absolute best year round with 303 cleaners and protectants 303's revolutionary graphene nanospray coating gives you professional protection in a simple, easy-to-use formula. It will keep your car's paint protected for up to 12 months and give an insane level of depth and gloss. You can also use their brand-new 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine throughout the year. It can even be used for quick cleanups of light dust and fingerprints in between washes. For a one two punch to keep your car looking its best, look no further than 303's line of graphene products 303 Graphene Nano Spray Coating to protect, and 303 Graphene Detailer to boost protection, slickness, and shine. Both products are available now at Advanced Auto Parts, AutoZone, and select Walmart locations. Visit 303radio.com for more information.
1: The difference between an agent and a realtor is real. Realtors have the expertise to find exactly what you need and the ethics to do the right thing, even when it's the harder thing. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are.